not like himself. She knelt beside him, searching for a pulse, unable to find one, unable to believe. It couldn't be. Sobbing, she ran to the front door just as Norris turned the corner of the street and vanished from sight. When she screamed loudly for help, neighbours came running at once. She managed to tell them what had happened before she began sobbing. Mrs Lee from next door immediately put an arm round her. Where's your stepmother, dear? She visits her friend, Miss Dodson, on Tuesdays. Town close. Someone shouted that they'd fetch Mrs Benson. Mrs Lee called sharply, Stand back, let the midwife through, she'll know what to do. A few people followed them into the house, standing quietly, waiting to see if they could help, as they watched the midwife bend over James Benson, then look across at Harriet and shake her head. I'm sorry, dear, he's gone. If it's any comfort, he'd not have felt a thing. Harriet had guessed her dad was dead, because she'd seen her mother lying in her coffin. Her dad had that same look to him, like a wax model of the real man. But she hadn't wanted to believe such a dreadful thing could happen. Her dad had died protecting her from her stepbrother, so this was all Norris's fault. She'd never forgive him for that, never. How did it happen, dear? Mrs. Lee asked. She began to tell them what Norris had done, but her stepmother arrived just as she'd started and pushed across the room to slap her face. Shut up, you silly girl! You're hysterical! Don't know what you're saying! My Norris isn't even here, is he? The neighbours exchanged glances and muttered to one another, but didn't challenge this statement. Like Harriet, they were well aware that the second Mrs. Benson would never hear a word against her son from her previous marriage. But Norris Harding was a badden, even though he wasn't yet twenty. Everyone knew that, too, just as they knew that neither he nor his mother were the sort of people who usually lived in a respectable street like this one. Harriet clutched her burning cheek, too upset even to weep. Her dad was dead. What did Norris matter? What did anything matter now? Then she had another dreadful thought. She'd be left in her stepmother's care. There'd be no one to take her side or protect her against Norris now. After her gentle little mother died, her dad had remarried within three months, to his daughter's shock and horror. She knew a man needed a wife to look after his house and prepare his meals, but Harriet had been doing that, with a little help from the neighbours, and she'd been coping well too. He hadn't needed to marry again. She'd taken her worries to Mrs Lee next door, who had sat her down and explained the facts of life. That accounted for the noises Harriet had heard in the night from her father's room. Men need their bed play, dear, some more than others. But why did he have to choose someone like Winifred Harding? She isn't... Your stepmother's a good-looking woman for her age. You have to give her that. She caught him at a weak moment, and now he's lumbered with her. The best of men can be fooled by a woman like that. Even a man as nice as your father. Some men keep their brains in their trousers when they're near a woman who eggs them on. She patted her young friend's hand. You're old enough to understand that now. You'll just have to make the best of it, I'm afraid, dear. It's only for a few years till you get married yourself. A few years? A few weeks would be more than enough of Winifred and her son without her father there. Who would take her side now, she thought again. Harriet had watched the newlyweds carefully after that talk. At first, her dad seemed happy with his new wife. 
But after the first few months, she saw him start to look irritated, especially when Winifred spoiled her son or spoke too sharply to her stepdaughter. James complained that Winifred was letting the house get untidy. She tried to blame it on Harriet, but he cut her short and told her that he had eyes in his head, and anyway the house was her responsibility, not his daughter's. Harriet had her schooling to do, though she would help with the chores in the evenings, of course. Harriet couldn't help wondering what her stepmother would do to her now. Life would get much worse, she was sure. She didn't even need to ask about one thing. There'd be no taking the special scholarship to the private girls' grammar school now, the one for girls who were exceptional and suitable to be trained as teachers. The scholarships were much sought after because every year they gave two special girls two years of extra education to equip them better for their future duties. And Harriet had been offered one. She had a letter to give to her.